in the Republic of Ireland are several passage tunes. Some of them are believed to be around 5,000 years old, at least that is the case of the one called Newgrange. It's about the age of Stonehenge in nearby England. It's 500 years older than the Egyptian pyramids at Giza. Newgrange was hidden under pasture land for centuries, and in the last century, the last 50 years, it was put back in a way that they think that it might have looked those 5,000 years ago. The structure itself is circular, 250 feet across, made of earth and stone. The earth and stone on the outside cover an inner chamber, an inner stone chamber, possibly a burial site. And to get to that inner rock-lined chamber, you walk through a narrow passageway with close walls and a low ceiling, as in perhaps a coal mine shaft. Directly above the ceiling as you walk through that passageway is another passageway, not for pedestrians, but for light. On December 21st, the winter solstice, as the sun begins to rise, it shines directly into and through that upper passage to brilliantly illuminate the inner chamber at Newgrange for approximately 17 minutes. The amount of planning and work that went into creating Newgrange is astonishing. The passageway is lined with huge boulders. Many of the rocks that were used in the whole area are not native to that area of Ireland, so they had to be carted in. How many years of study did it take to figure out exactly where the sun would be rising on the winter solstice and to line the passage accordingly? How important must it have been for them first to have the vision for this structure and then to sell the idea to the community and then to actually construct it. Great accomplishments begin with a vision of how a new future will look. About 3,000 years after Newgrange was constructed, in Luke 24, Jesus first gives a brief lesson in the combination of history and faith, about how the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms all have now been fulfilled in him. He, therefore, has done his job. And the next layer of the foundation that God is building is up to the disciples. About the text from Ephesians, from which we prayed, Gordon McClellan wrote, The most intriguing part of this text for me is the notion that the church completes Jesus. I found that an interesting phrase. The church completes Jesus. Something similar could be said about this passage from Luke's gospel. Jesus has completed God's vision for him. Now Jesus passes along. God's vision to the disciples. And here it is. He puts it into one sentence. 
here. Repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. That's it. We repent and God forgives. It is as one process, but it's conditional. Like if-then statements, if we flip on the light switch, then the room is illuminated. If we repent, then God forgives. And this is the divine mercy that Jesus commands us to proclaim to all nations. Jesus' ministry has become our ministry. A part of our church budget helps fund organizations that support churches and missionaries who proclaim God's mercy to all nations. In our box of offering envelopes that church members receive are several envelopes for local and state and national and worldwide missions. They look like this. And while we have some hands-on mission projects of our own, we also join our funds with other congregations to support important groups like the Baptist Friendship House, just three blocks away. That's our local, our closest uh, cooperative program group that we support. We support Virginia Baptists and the disaster relief trailers that get sent to southwestern Virginia, West Virginia, New Orleans, other places. We also support organizations that send money to Baptist Theological Seminary of Zimbabwe, where they train member, ministers and laity to work in the churches globally. As we give these offerings, we are fulfilling Christ's vision for the church. And so think back to that quote. If we really complete Jesus, then we are just as much a part of the story of God's salvation and redemption as was Jesus, as were his disciples. God continues to create and to reveal the divine plan to humanity. It's not over yet. We are a part of it. Just like being able to read builds on the foundation of learning one's ABCs, our understanding of God continues to build on what others have learned and taught us. At New Grange in Ireland, that passage tomb, the 20-foot-high vaulted inner chamber is built with flat rock upon flat rock, and it's sort of a cone shape, and it's is that it's as if you're standing in the center of the cone and you look around and there's all these flat rocks built around and they get closer together and closer and closer until there's one central cap over the, the cone. And like stacking rocks, God has been at work through the people we know through the Old Testament, people whose stories we'll explore over the summer building on that strong but incomplete foundation, Jesus came to earth. God incarnate, we call him. God wrapped in flesh. Through him, our understanding of God grew exponentially. But even that wasn't the end of the story. It was a new beginning. After all that Jesus had suffered prior to and during his crucifixion, he still says... 
that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. Think about that, all nations. Not only does he include the religious leaders who didn't like Jesus' radical ideas and wanted him out of their way, it also includes the Roman Empire guys who sentenced him and nailed him to the cross. All nations. Repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in Jesus' name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. Disciples are beginning again. They began one leg of their journey when they dropped their careers to follow this radical, itinerant preacher, and now it's time to begin again. Not all beginnings are auspicious. The first electric light was so dim that a candle was needed to see its socket. Wilbur and Orville Wright's first airplane flight lasted 12 seconds. And the first automobiles traveled two to four miles per hour, broke down often. It's said that horse-drawn carriages would pass them with their passengers shouting, Get a horse! Beginnings can be difficult and painful, like the labor of childbirth. The disciples knew they would face resistance when they started preaching Jesus' message in the city that killed him. But Jesus comforted them with this promise. I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Richard Evans said, The tragedy of life is not that it ends so soon, but that we wait so long to begin it tragedy of life is not that it ends so soon, but that we wait so long to begin it. With every beginning, we do not begin alone, and we do not begin without vision. We build on the strength and learning of others, and in case we have forgotten our responsibility for the next generation, it's time to begin again. The disciples were told to begin in Jerusalem. I think I'm right in that Luke is different from the other Gospels because in others we're told that Jesus returned to Galilee and the disciples returned to Galilee. But Luke has them all staying here in the main city in Jerusalem. They're to begin right where they are. Some of you may have known Hunt and Annette Osmer They are an inspiring couple. When their daughter Hunter was young, she was diagnosed with Neiman-Pick disease. And even at a young age, she wanted to know how she could help. And so she held a fundraiser for the foundation that is trying to find a cure for that. And the family then joined in. They picked up on the idea of a fundraiser for that and Even after Hunter's death in 2008, last September, her family hosted their 14th annual Hunter's Hope golf tournament and auction to raise money 
for the hope of finding a cure for this disease. The past cannot be changed. We know that. And yet the past can be redeemed. And even though we don't like the present right now, even if it's uncomfortable, if it's painful, we have power to make the future better. Renewal starts by beginning where we are, placing the rocks of our assets on the foundation that already has been laid by Moses and Abraham and David and Sarah and Rebecca, by Jesus and Peter and Andrew and James and John and Paul, and by many others. Our great-great-grandparents, perhaps. Our own mom and dad. We have biblical stories of failures redeemed and hope renewed. We have the Holy Spirit, which we'll celebrate more next week on Pentecost Sunday. We have each other, from whom we gain strength and hope and courage And this day we have the Lord's Supper, which is another reminder of God's mercy and forgiveness. Through it, we begin again to build our faith, to build our courage, to proclaim God's mercy to all nations, as Jesus told us to do. Calvary's vision in this process is through connections, through connections with each other, with other people, we help Ourselves, we help others know about the God who has given us life, who has given us hope, who has given us vision and mercy. As we connect with God and with others, we and they experience God's forgiveness and mercy through us. City of Roanoke Public Schools recently finished their standards of learning tests. I don't mean to make you all anxious when I say standards of learning. The SOLs are supposed to measure what the students have learned during the year so the students can build upon that knowledge for the next years. As we grow up, our standards of learning are not determined by the answers that we click or type into a computer. They are exposed to the people we encounter every day. And they are building their foundations on what they experience in us. We have responsibility to be obedient followers of Jesus Christ. Let us pray for courage to do so. God of power and God of love, God of strength and courage and hope, we offer to you the authority that we want to keep for ourselves. Help us to trust in you to take over our own lives. Take over our attitudes, 
Take over the way that we see our past and our present and redeem them for us through the power and presence of your Christ and your Holy Spirit. Help us as we begin again to live the lives that you've created for us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.